You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. Everybody, welcome back to the Kingdom Bringer podcast. I'm your host, Darren Eubanks. This week is a treat. Last week I had my daughter Ashton on here. This week it is the one, the only Arnold Schwartz. Just kidding. It is my lovely bride, Jamie, has joined us. I did not think this day would ever come. (laughs) Jamie, thank you for joining me today. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, that may be the most we hear from her in this episode. (laughs) But it's so good. We wanted to... So I had a a sleepless night a couple nights ago, and I woke up about 3 o'clock in the morning and just could not sleep, could not sleep, could not sleep. And I kept having this, these thoughts going through my head about doing a, a top 10 episode for some reason. And so we're going to do a top 10 things to do during COVID-19 quarantine. I hope this is encouraging. I hope this is fun. I hope this is, none of this, I promise you, is going to be like light bulb cha-ching moments, but it's going to be a fun episode to just kind of sit down And every one of these things on this top 10 list are things that we have either done, experienced, or wanted to during this time. So we're going to get right to it. Are you ready, Jamie? I am. Okay. We're going to just talk about the 10 things to do during COVID-19 quarantine. The first thing, and the reason I put this one on here, is to stay spiritually hungry. That's number one. Jamie, would you agree with that? That that's important? Yes. Okay. So on my website, on my blog, I have a uh, five ways to stir up spiritual hunger blog on there from a, quite a few months back, but it's been getting a lot of traffic lately. So a lot of people must be searching for spiritual hunger or how to stir up spiritual hunger. And so I want to real quick kind of run down those five things. You guys can go onto the blog and look for that blog and read in more detailed fashion. But number one on our top 10 things to do during COVID-19 quarantine is stay spiritually hungry. And these are five ways that you can do that. Number one, remember a time when you experienced the presence of God. Number two, get around people whose lives are producing the fruit of an encounter with God. Number three, worship him. Number four, get over yourself. It talks about humility. And number five, ask him. Those are five ways to stir yourself up spiritually. Go check out the blog on that for more details. But number one, Jamie, would you agree it's important to stay spiritually hungry? Yes, absolutely. The main reason that I think that this is on there, a lot of us right now are 
have not been going to church. This, this quarantine is the social distancing. We haven't been going to church. And I think people have probably wrongly in some ways relied on the church to keep them spiritually hungry. And we are resting right now and we're encouraging the body of Christ to rest. And we can do this. We can do this as a family. We can do this as individuals. We can have our own personal relationship with God. And it's important for us to stay spiritually hungry. That's number one on our on our 10 list. Number two, I put down, be present with your kids. And why this is so important for me right now is because I am working from home. You guys have heard me talk about that the last couple of weeks, but I'm working from home. So I have all my work stuff kind of scattered along the dining room table. And one of the things, I think I've probably shared this with you, Jamie, that one of my goals in life was to be able to eat breakfast with my girls. And I'm getting to do that. So for like 14, 15 years, I've gotten up, probably 17, 18 years, I've gotten up at 4.30 or 5 o'clock and I've gone to work before the girls even get up for like over 15 years for sure. And I always just wanted to sit down and eat breakfast with my girls every day. And so this is one of those things for me that... Is it everything you dreamed it would be? It is (laughs) absolutely amazing. (laughs) And getting to eat breakfast with them was really cool. So that was a way that I feel like I'm able to be present right now with my girls. But then also we had a moment with Ashton. We also shared this last week where she opened up to you about her Mm -hmm. struggling relationship with Jesus. And I felt like that was a really cool moment Mm -hmm. for us as parents to just be present for her. And like if our calendar today is like it was three, four, five weeks ago, we may have missed that opportunity to be present with her. How how was that how was that experience for you when she opened up about that? Um, I think the timing was we probably would have been sitting in church at that time. I think it was it was a Sunday, a morning. Sunday morning, yeah. and her and I were just sitting on the couch and just chatting. And um, yeah, I I think it would we would have been at church during that time. So um, so we had all day to chat and encourage her and. I thought it was a great yeah. chat. I mean, she received our <laughs> encouragement well. and We actually had the time to, like, yeah. to spend in it. I think a lot of times as parents, we get rushed around and we get so busy with things and understandably so sometimes. But this was a moment where we had the time. The Lord carved out a moment for us to be able to just be present with her. And for those of you who didn't hear last week's, she she opened up about her. She felt like she was struggling with her relationship with Jesus. And the only reason she kind of opened up about that is because she knew that we could help and she wanted the help and we got to, and it was fantastic. So go back and listen to last week's mm-hmm. episode about being creative with Ashton Eubanks. And uh, we talk about kind of what our solution was for that. And it's and she's been, it's been good. I think, just kind of a different person since then. I think that she's spending more time with the Lord and she's creating and she's just been, I don't know. She's just, she's doing that right now actually, right? Yeah, she is. She's actually right now in her room painting. So, so that leads into number three on our 10 things to do during COVID-19 quarantine is create something. And creativity for me has been 
just really important over the last few months. That's actually um, one of the main reasons that that I chose to to step away from church ministry is because I didn't have a whole lot of time mm-hmm. to do some of the things that I was really passionate about to create, um, whether it was podcasting or writing or just being creative. I felt like uh, the juices were not flowing mostly because the calendar was so filled with other things. So this is really important to me, the idea of, I think this has been a golden opportunity, not just for the church, but for just individuals to, for like those creatives that have kind of been hiding in the shadows a little bit for them to kind of come forward because it takes major creativity during times like this, when you're locked in your home and literally can't go do things, you got to be creative with your time and creative with, with what you guys do. And so how, how does creativity right now during this time, how does that affect you, Jamie? Well, I want to say, I love that. I see you creating more and I see like the joy in your heart during this time, since we did um, step down from church ministry, I think it's opened up a lot of creative doors for each of us, actually our family. And I, I, I think that's really cool that the Lord is like replacing some, some things when we. So Monday is kind of our, our creative day. Like it's, it's kind yes. of our, our day on the calendar that we do this. Monday has always been podcast day for me where I, you know, the, the three or four different podcasts that I've been producing and mine included, I get those ready for their Tuesday releases and so I've always kind of had Monday evening when I get home from work to to do that kind of stuff. But we've kind of used that day specifically for for all of us as a family to be creative. I know we've sent Riley, we don't send her to the room, but we we send her to an area of the house where she can sing and, mm-hmm. and dance and worship however she wants to. You've been able to come down and, and work on cards, doing your card thing. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that more later too. But uh, Ashton's also gone up to her room and, and been artistic and creative in that way. So I just think it's important, man. If you, if you're a family that creativity is something that you just really haven't dove into, I want to encourage you to, to find something that your kids can, can build and create. Mm -hmm. I think that we worship a God who is a creator and he created us in his image to create. And so I just think it's important for us to to do that. I, I really feel like God wants to to pull the creatives forward right now during this time and almost give them a, a platform, uh, uh, kind of highlight the creatives right now. And um, So that's number three on the list is create something. I don't care what it is. I had uh, Jamie Lynn Wallnow on a few, a few months ago and she talked about her prophetic art and how she really struggled with it because she felt like it wasn't good. And she felt like it was, uh, a, I think she said a fifth grader painted it is what it felt like. But she, she had so many testimonies of people that were just blessed and like received so much from the, the creative work from her art. And so it really it spurred her on to continue to create. And so I just want to encourage people out there that, um, man, if you're sitting on your butt, if you're watching Netflix, if you're doing things that are really just melting the clock away, Figure out something that you can create with your kids. I think that would be just a mind-blowing experience if you've never really done that before. I love that our kids are old enough to where we can be individuals Mm -hmm. (laughs) with our creativity with God. I know that 
I know there's a lot of families that have, have little. No, so we have. We don't have to like get down on our knees and be creative with them, but they can understand. Oh, this is my time that I can do whatever I want with the Lord, and, and there's freedom. There's to do so. yeah, and it's quickly. I think I posted that a couple of weeks ago. It's like quickly becoming my favorite day of the week that we get to just yeah. go our separate ways and just be with Jesus and that's so see good. what He shows us. That's awesome. Number four on the list, it's one that's just so <laughs> dear to my heart. This is, um, anybody who knows me knows that I'm just a guy that just goes for it when it comes to physical fitness and <laughs> taking care of your body. Um, so number four on the list is exercise. And <laughs> I've shared it a couple of times on here too, but we, you and I, Jamie, had just kind of started this exercise routine about a week or two before this thing. I was six or seven. I don't remember. Six or seven weeks in. Well, but I was too. I was six or seven weeks in. I was in my routine. See, time flies when you're having fun. And for me, exercise is a blast. My neighbor. Just kidding. And I got up every morning, 4.30, and we hit the gym. And I was, I felt like just in a good place. Yeah. As far as like, because I hate gyms. I don't, I don't do that stuff. But she talked me into it. You had lost it. some weight for I one, I did. Right? I lost some a little bit, and but you felt good. I could go up and down stairs without losing my breath. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm I'm working on that. But you would go off to the gym in the mornings. I would. We had gotten up at four thirty in the mornings those days. Mm-hmm. Kind of started that routine. You were going off to the gym. I was staying home and doing some just powerhouse stuff, just <laughs> building up this temple to just be a glorious structure of humanity. And then this thing hit, and I don't know why it had to be such a struggle to continue that. Like mm-hmm. for so many years, like I said, I'd gotten up early. I was used to that. Getting up earlier wasn't fun, but I could do it. Now I have the opportunity to actually sleep an hour or two more, a couple hours more, and I took advantage of it. I do not feel guilty at all for sleeping until seven mm-hmm. instead of four thirty. But things just happen when you like that two hours is a big deal. And like you lose a lot of excitement about <laughs> getting back into it. And so it's been a struggle to like get back to that like steady routine that we had, but we've definitely tried to make the time to get out of the house and go walking. And you and I have been, we walk with the kids when we can, but a lot of times we just say, Hey girls, you're going to stay here. We're going to go for a walk. And that's been good for one, mm-hmm. get the blood flowing, get the body moving. It's a, a fantastic date co- walks quarantine date. <laughs> it's fantastic. And it has been time for you and I to just kind of get out of the house and, and do your thing. So I will suggest for people, don't get stuck on your couch. We've been eating so well. And when I say well, I mean terrible. Mm-hmm. Like eating a lot of... Literally have a dis- different dessert yeah, every yeah. night of the so week. Let's the, try this. This Let's is the this. first time ever, I think, in our family <laughs> where like <laughs> supper's over with and all of us, me... I usually lead the charge, but me and the girls are like, hey, mom, what's for dessert? Like, we never really had desserts before, but now we're like expecting it. It's funny. But I will encourage you guys. Number four on our 10 things to do is exercise. Get out, exercise, do it. Don't be cooped up in your house so long where you forget what the outside world looks like. So 
Do it. Follow my lead. Exercise well. (laughs) Number five on the list is pray. And as a believer, as a kingdom bringer, we do believe in the power of prayer. We believe that we have authority, we have power, and we have dominion, and that we can actually look at the storm, we can tell the storm to stop, we can speak and things come into existence. We do believe in the power of corporate prayer, power of individual prayer. And so that too is easy to uh, lose track of. It's easy to like forget about the importance of that. And I remember early on in this thing, we had a, one of our Sunday morning services was replaced with us just sitting around the table, the four of us. Mm -hmm. And we had a pretty awesome prayer session Mm -hmm. And it's been fun to watch Riley, our our middle daughter. She uh, she's autistic, and she's sixteen, and she's amazing, and she actually believes in Jesus. She actually believes in the power that she carries, the authority she has, and it's fantastic to to hear her pray. I remember early on she was speaking to COVID, speaking to the virus, to end. In Jesus' name, by the power of Jesus' blood, she would say, we, we come against this. And so it's just been awesome. It's been like really, really cool to, to watch her be involved that way. And uh, yeah, prayer, I think, is something that's very, very important for us as, as believers. Anything to add to that? No, I think the girls and I pray every day before we start homeschool when we do our Jesus time, but I know our prayers have been little bit different. Um, now that this thing is hit, we, we've just been praying for like the Lord to download wisdom and revelations to doc, to Christian doctors and for the, for this thing to find a cure or whatever is needed. But I was talking to good friend, Michael McIntyre this morning, actually. And he, he said, he just, he believes that that cure is coming from the United States. That the the doctors and the scientists in the U.S. are going to be the ones to actually break through this, and I, I'm down with that. I'm okay with that. I believe there's favor over this nation and over the people of this country that um, wisdom will come to our people for sure. So I'm believing in that. We are still praying. I've had zero fear, babe, for this thing. Like I'm not going to be one of those ones that's like you can't touch me. No, I I do believe that sickness comes and I do believe the hard times come for sure, but I'm just not, I'm not fearful. And so that's, I will say, I understand it's much easier to pray when you're not fearful. Mm-hmm. I get that. Um, I think at times, I don't know who we were sharing this with, but we talk about being so fearful, but yet, man, we need to like ask our kids, are you, are you guys good? Because yeah. we have been just, you know, in our house together and just not really worried about anything, but I know I've a couple of different times have sat down Ashton and said, are you okay? Like, do you have questions about this? Are you good? And she's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm not scared. So yeah. sometimes I have to do a check and make sure the kids are okay. Yeah. And it's because I know Riley, all she does is stomp around the house and tells COVID to go, but yeah. Ashton, she's, she's good. And I know how like people can kind of blow off what I'm saying sometimes just because I'm not scared, so I do understand how it's easier to pray. It's easier to stand firm. It's easier to move forward when when you're not scared. And there's plenty of people out there that have fear, 
And a lot of that's because of the circumstances. They actually have lost their jobs. They actually have been sick from this thing. So I understand how that changes, but I, it doesn't change the fact that we're called to pray. We're called to believe in a God that heals. So if I believe that he heals, I must believe that there's sickness out there. So pray. Number five, pray. Number six, it's kind of the word for our family right now. It is rest. And I am in a place of complete rest right now. And what's really cool about this place of rest is I'm giving my permission, giving myself permission to do it. Like I, I think as Christians, sometimes we don't give ourselves permission to just rest. And I think the word rest can be construed different ways. Sometimes rest does not mean doing nothing. It means like being astute, being open, being mindful of what the enemy is doing, but also being willing to be obedient to what the Lord's calling you to do. And for me, clearing my schedule, stepping down from church ministry where I'm not so busy doing stuff was like step one. And it's really cool that I believe the Lord called me out of that season and into this restful season about a week or two before this thing broke out. And so I think he was really setting me up mentally, setting up my heart to be prepared for what he had for me in this season, because there's going to be a season when this thing's over for us to grab our arms and go and fight. And I'm ready for that. But I think that if we don't rest and we don't take advantage of this golden opportunity as the church to rest right now, we're going to lose that if we don't, if we don't Sabbath right now. And so for us as a family, we've just been resting guilt-free. I want to encourage you guys to have guilt-free rest right now. Like the government's given you permission. I believe the, the, the Lord has given you permission to just rest and to take advantage of this. That's number six on our list of things to do during COVID-19 quarantine. Rest. Number seven, dance with your kids. So one thing that I think is a really cool opportunity for us right now is to kind of like, I was trying to explain this to you, Jamie, what I mean, I don't know if I made any sense or not, but I think the blending of generations right now is like really cool. So like parents relating to their kids and their kids relating to their parents right now, because we're kind of stuck at home together. And I just think it's a cool opportunity for the, our hey, girls. You're supposed to say safe at home, not stuck at home. That's true. Yes. So during this time of being safe, (laughs) I think this is a cool opportunity for us to like learn to relate like cross generations. So one thing that was kind of cool, we were, we, we always have music playing in our home and sometimes it's good when I play my music. Sometimes it's really bad when Jamie plays her playlist. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes the girls get involved and they're wishy washy. They want, half of mine and half of Jamie's and it just makes for a rough night, but, <laughs> but we dance, we dance no matter what it is. And one thing I did the other day, I, I played some beastie boys and I played some old school dance music or whatever from the eighties, nineties. Cause J- my wife and I are eighties kids, nineties kids. And we played some of that stuff and it was just fun. It was just, we like played that music and kind of, I think it was cool for our, our kids to see, Okay, when you guys were our age, you danced to this. You guys are morons. This is what you had fun doing. (laughs) But I think they enjoyed it still. And I think it's just 
dance with your kids, man. Like there's, there's nothing, there's no reason to not, there's no reason to hold back anymore. I think, Mm -hmm. I think the Lord's kind of shifted some things in your families where he has laid out. I believe he's like laid out like a blanket an opportunity for us as families to first of all, get to know each other. We talked about being present with your kids earlier. I think that this is just an opportunity to have some fun and just break open some of those old boxes and some of those old routines that we had that kept our kids from knowing really who we are. I don't know what what old rule we're trying to hold by sometimes when we like we think our kids can't really know who we are, you know? Mm-hmm. I think there's something there where parents like, ah, the kids can't really know my past or they can't know the things that I went through because it's going to stunt them now. That's garbage. It's crap. And I think the Lord's like opening that up right now of like, this is time. This is time for the generations to come together and like relate to each other a little bit. Dance with your kids. Number seven. Number eight. And this is kind of along the same lines. This one's really special to my heart. Watch an old movie with your kids. So in the same way of like introducing music and dancing with your kids, the other day we, uh, we decided the family agreed to. I've been hounding for months and months and months. My favorite movie of all time, if you've listened to this podcast, you've heard it probably a, a couple different times. The Karate Kid, the original Karate Kid from 1983, I think, or four, is my favorite movie of all time. And I, I, I told the kids and I told the wife, and I always tell them in a half, I have to like make sure it's half kidding in case they don't want to, then I'll say, <laughs> well, yeah, duh. But they actually said they wanted to. And so we did. We sat down and watched the old Karate Kid. And again, it was just a way to like introduce. That movie was so, that movie is so important to me. I watched it when I was six years old, fell in love with it. And introducing that kind of stuff to your kids and them getting to kind of break into your heart a little bit is a really cool thing. Jamie, how was your experience in watching the old movie? With the family. I grew up watching it. I think I probably watched it more times than you did growing up, but it was good. It's just fun. We we like watching movies in this house anyway. Mm-hmm. And Ashton uh, watched it. I think she appreciated it. But don't you think that like so many parents are watching the new cartoons and the new movies that Disney puts out with their kids? Like they do that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we do enough the other way of like, mm-hmm. hey kids, we're actually doing what you want and we're learning to love these new movies that come out with you. How about you check out? Yeah, this is what we grew up. See if you can love what we loved when we were kids. So Mm -hmm. it was fun. And it is something to do during COVID-19 quarantine. And it's number seven on our list. No, it's number eight on our list. Number nine. This is another thing that's very dear to my heart. Are you guys hearing the trend? We do a lot of things that I want to do as the... (laughs) head of this household and the leader of this tribe, I make suggestions and I whine about it if I don't get them. So (laughs) we end up doing them as a family. And this is one of those things. But I think I have Riley hooked. Do you think I I have? I was going to say Riley started this one. I think Riley is officially hooked on this, this fun activity. And it's to make top 10 or top five lists. Okay. We're reading off a top 10 list right here. Don't be fooled. We think it's fun to try this at home, do top five lists. So we were sitting around the dinner table and 
We, We've been doing it for a couple of months, but we kind of cut it off after a few times. But yeah, this yeah. one we were at the table for like over an hour just doing silly top five lists. And it wasn't the same thing over and over no, again. No, it was Riley taking the lead and usually, she thought it was the greatest usually thing Usually Riley's like, what's your top five favorite Kevin James movies? <laughs> <laughs> and we can only think of five. So it's like we're rattling off all of his movies. And this time it started that way. And of course, we're all eating. We're half done. And she hasn't taken a bite yet because all <laughs> she's thinking about is movies. But we played along with her and we kind of went favorite act. We, a, oh, little, we a little went deeper. all the way to what is your top five Walmart candy? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what is your top five favorite? <laughs> and it was the greatest thing ever because we were all four of us just laughing and laughing and laughing because she <laughs> that was like. A couple of times we had to say, nope, that's not at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> it's a top five favorite Walmart. She was literally concerned candy. about our top five But Walmart it can be candies. anything. It can be favorite song. It can be favorite movie. We did favorite actors. We, we did, did everything. Yeah, ice we did cream. everything. We did everything. Ice cream flavors. Man, this could be, I promise you that if you really get into this and you really just kind of give this your all and go for this, your family's going to have fun. Yeah. And we sat there for over an hour just doing that. Yeah. And, and we had fun. And and again, I think it's another cool way for your kids to get to know you a little better, for you to get to know them a little better. And because I, I was surprised on a couple of them, like ice cream flavors. I was like, ew, we're not going to have that in our home. Mm -hmm. But it's just fun. And I'm these are things to do as a family, especially during this time of being creative. Let's get creative. Let's do something fun. Number nine on our list, do top five lists. That sounded weird, but that's that's what it is. Number 10, the final one. This is one that I want to let Jamie talk a little bit more in depth about this one. But number 10 is to encourage someone. This is important to me too. I feel like I have a desire to help pull people's... Uh, goodness out, pull their gifts out, help them see their true identity and encourage the body of Christ. That's always been a passion of mine. But I think during times like this, when, when plagues come, when sickness comes, when tragedies come, sometimes we get very selfish and we turn to just become very inward focused about my situation, my circumstance, what I'm going through. And sometimes that just helps us get into that place. We'll go back to that number one of staying spiritually hungry. You start to lose that spiritual hunger when you focus on yourself. And so I think number 10, encourage someone, is like really a a step one when it comes to like getting out of a funk or getting out of a selfish place or getting out of a hard time is get your get your mind off of yourself for a second and go encourage somebody. Now you, a few years back, kind of started a, we'll call it a ministry, a ministry slash business of making cards. And really the heart of that was about encouragement, right? That's a gift that you carry. Talk about that. What was your heart behind this card ministry that you have? So 10 plus probably years ago, um, so I'm so old school. I love sending cards to people, even like... Before my Jesus days, <laughs> I was the party girl, but I was sending cards to people. They may have been stupid, silly, 
or just thinking about you. I was always known for sending cards to people and I just kept that. And then, I don't know, like 10 years ago, you and the girls got me a Cricut machine for Mother's Day and I thought I'm going to start making cards myself. And so I did open up a little business and it was called Just Jamie. Yeah. And... Why did you, because you talked about enjoying getting cards and sending cards, what what was so what was so joyful or cool about sending cards? Like, why was that such a big deal for you? I don't know. I just, I just right. like to encourage people. I think I, I like to just tell people, hey, thinking about you in a different way than through Facebook or texting or phone call. It was just, it's kind of a There's lost. something more personal it's about it, maybe? More personal and like just people don't do it, even though they love getting mail. There you go. Yeah. They don't send it. Yeah. Or it just takes too much time and a text is easier or whatever. But I've always liked just the old school, unique way it seems like now because no one's really doing it. So so just Jamie came and it went. Yes. I started teaching uh, fourth grade um, at a school and we were just getting ready to move. And so I closed down shop and... You were going to get rid of your cricket, I remember too. I did. I oh, sold you did. I right. sold all I sold lots of money worth of stuff. Sold it all and then um I don't know a couple of years ago that kind of the Lord was bringing that back on my heart and another Mother's Day came and <laughs> you guys bought me the newest cricket and I started a card business called Something Fierce. And did that for a few years. And the only reason I quit that is because I could not keep up. It wasn't like, oh, people aren't buying them. I was, I couldn't keep up with orders and it was taking away time from um, the girls' homeschooling because cards take a lot of time to make. I think some people think it takes me maybe 10 minutes and some cards can take like an hour, hour and a half to make. So I... And you've got one student that in particular, really needs your attention, right? Yeah, I yeah. do. And she let me know that um, that she needed more help. And so I shut that business down. And a lot of people were upset because people wanted to still buy my cards, but I had to like say no. Like I'm a homeschooling mom and I have to... Because you've got some faithful customers. I do. I that, do. That they really picked up on the heart of this thing about encouraging people. Mm-hmm. And I know you've got people that buy... 10, 20 at a time sometimes Mm -hmm. and just randomly give them out to people to encourage them and build them up. And that's, I feel like during this time, so many people need encouragement. Mm -hmm. So many people need to also encourage because of what I said earlier, like they're in this funky place or they're feeling kind of lackadaisical or whatever. They need an avenue to be able to encourage other people. And this for you and for your we'll call them clients or your Mm -hmm. customers or the people that kind of have followed you in this business. They understand that the, the, Mm -hmm. the practice of encouraging people and how much different would this world be if we all just desired to encourage people a little more? I struggle Mm -hmm. with that all the time. I get very selfish and like focused on my stuff and my feelings and my thoughts and my hurts and my disappointments and just just the idea of I'm going to lay that stuff down for a moment and I'm going to go encourage 
someone else. It's a sacrifice and it takes time and effort to do that. And I think it's a lost art, I think, a little bit. Yeah. If you can like pick up a pen, write out a note, address it, put a stamp on that, that takes a lot of time. And people are just quick to send a quick text. And what are some testimonies though? You've heard some story. I know you've heard some people. Tons of testimonies from yeah. people just saying like, and it's blessed the sender just the same way as it has the receiver. Yeah. And I think I've had a couple of people even tell me I get more of a high off of this to just encourage people. Like, I don't know what it's doing for that person, but me just taking the time to send a card is just a cool thing. And yeah. That's good. I don't think these are necessarily in any particular order. I think number one is pretty important for us to stay spiritually hungry for sure. But you could move these around. Again, the 10 things to do during COVID-19 quarantine. Number one, stay spiritually hungry. Number two, be present with your kids. Number three, create something. Number four, exercise. Number five, pray. Number six, rest. Number seven, dance with your kids. Number eight, watch an old movie with your kids. Number nine, do top five lists. And number 10, encourage someone. Find someone to encourage. Love your neighbor. Learn to love your neighbor better. Encourage somebody. I promise you there's somebody that's lost their job. I promise you there's somebody that's really struggling because of not being able to go to church. Go encourage them. Show them what it looks like to have a, re a real relationship with the real king and relate with them. That's it. We love you guys. Jamie Lynn Eubanks, thank you so much for joining me today. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you. I, I honestly never thought that this day would come. <laughs> me too. And I'm thankful. <laughs> I'm thankful that it did. We love you guys. We want you to be encouraged. Take this list of 10 things, play with it, do some things with it. I promise you this time of quarantine is going to be coming to an end soon, and we need to finish well. We need to finish this time of quarantine well because we're going to be called upon by the King of Kings to step up, to step out, and to be everything that he's called us to be. Let's take this time right now to rest, to relate, to grow, to get focused, and get prepared. I'm ready. My wife's ready. My kids are ready. We're resting. I want to encourage you guys to do the same thing. We love you so much. Don't forget to check out kingdombringer.com for all the blogs. Check out the five ways to stir up spiritual hunger on the website. You can check it out there. Share that with your friends. Also, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends. If you would like to donate and give to what we're doing here through the content that we're creating and putting out to build up and encourage the body of Christ, you can do so. Go to kingdombringer.com slash donate. Bless us. We would be blessed. That'd be awesome. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy the rest of your time. We will talk to you again next week. Be blessed. <laughs>